And I'm going to talk to you about, you know, the miracles of Christmas and uh, having, you know, I, I really think Christmas and I don't know if can anybody remember about being a child and being in a state of expectancy. Amen. And I'm going to say this expectancy is the ingredient for miracles. Do you believe that today? And we need to have an expectant faith, amen, believing that God's going to do something awesome. Do you believe that God can do something awesome even, even this year? Amen. Maybe you've been believing God for some things. You haven't seen some things come through. I'm telling you, he, he can pop your bubble this year. Amen. If it doesn't come through this year, it's going to come through next year, amen? You believe that today? I believe that. I believe that we serve a God of miracles. Somebody say, I walk by faith and not by sight. Glory to God. So, uh, you know, why did Jesus have to come? First of all, he had to come because God promised it in his word. Do you know the Bible said that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world? That's an awesome statement. Think about that. Jesus was slain before the foundation. In other words, God already knew in his mind's eye that man was going to mess up. Did you know that? You know, it didn't come to a big surprise to God that Adam and Eve would fall. Did you know that he, he knew that they had the potential to fall? He didn't want them to fall. You know, some people say, well, why did he put that snake in the garden? You know, Adam had, he had uh, the authority to kick that snake out of the garden. He had the authority to kick the devil out. Amen? But he didn't take his authority, his God-given authority and I'm going to say this, and some people say, then why did God allow the devil to be here? Because love always has to be tested. Do you know our love walk has to always be tested? You know, we're going to be tested in our faith walk with God. You know, when we're not seeing the things come to pass like we're believing God for, we're going to be tested. But God is faithful. Somebody say, God is faithful. And so, you know, right here... In Genesis, this is the fall of man in chapter 3, where Adam and Eve fell and sin came into the world. You know, God really created this world to be like heaven. It, it was never supposed to be messed up. We weren't supposed to have killing and crime and all that in this world. Yet, this world has problems. That's why Jesus is coming back. You know, Jesus is coming back to fix the world. Amen? Praise God. But until that, you know, we are here. And, you know, Jesus says we are the salt and the light. You know you are preserving this world right now? Do you know you being a Christian, hopefully you're a praying Christian, hopefully you're a witnessing Christian, hopefully you're doing something for the kingdom of God. Okay, I'm talking to somebody today. You're preserving this world. Say, I'm preserving this world. If Christmas never came, where would we be at? Ooh, have you ever thought about that? I don't even know if people would still, if this planet would still be existing because the only goodness that's in this planet comes from God. Some say, well, there's, there's people are good. They have good. No, no. People, the Bible says people, you know, they were created and, and the goodness that people have is only the goodness that God puts in us. Do you believe that today? Because we are naturally selfish, self-centered. I'm not talking to anybody today. Because, you know, you're thinking about Christmas, and all you're thinking about is what you're going to get. Is that right? Sometimes we think about, what am I going to get for Christmas? But do you ever think about what you're going to give for Christmas? 
Are you, are you, are you, you know, some of us, we, you know, as children, we think about what we're going to get. But we really need to think about what we're going to give. Amen. I remember that one time that, um, uh, that uh, I was picking out, uh, this was when I was young. I don't know if I was maybe eight, nine years of age. And uh, my mom allowed us to go to a toy store. And I had to pick out uh, a present for my brother. And I picked out the very thing I wanted for myself. You know, and it was these dinosaurs, these prehistoric dinosaurs, and I really wanted it for myself. I mean, this is what I wanted. But I said, no, nah, my, my brother probably would like this because I like it. And I don't know, he saw me picking it out, I don't know, and he picked out the same thing, and I got it for Christmas. Man, I was so excited about it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But you know what? It's not about getting, it's about giving. Somebody say, I'm a giver. Amen. But it's also, I'm going to say this, and in the, in, the mess, in the body of this message, it's not just about giving, it's also about receiving too. Amen. Did you know that? Yeah. You know, the, the Bible talks about giving and receiving. You know, if you're a good giver, you need to be a good receiver. Amen. Can I say that again? If you're a good giver, you must be a good receiver. Because, you know, that's how we receive the gift of Jesus. You have to learn to receive him to those who receive God. Amen. Become children of God. So in Genesis, uh, you know, God is, or God is pronouncing uh, the curse on mankind. He's, he's pronouncing the curse on, on Adam. And he said, you know, you know he's going to toil for his work. And he's going to sweat from the brow, you know, from his brow. And he's going to have to work hard. And then the woman, she's going to have some issues too. And then he came to, to the serpent. And he says to the serpent right here in Genesis 3.15. And this is, where, this is where it all begins. Because all through the scriptures in the Old Testament, you're going you're to see prophecies about Jesus. About Jesus coming, amen, to this earth. And so it's all through it. But it, it started right very off in the very beginning in the book of Genesis. And he says in Genesis 3.15, he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman... And between your seed and her seed. Wait a second, back that truck up. A woman doesn't have seed. A woman has egg. A man has seed. But you know what? God's word is likened to seed. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And when Mary, when she said, let it be unto me according to thy word, when she spoke to the angel, that when she believed that word, it was a seed of God's word that, that caused Mary to get pregnant. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And it says, I'll put in, in, enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And that seed is capitalized, by the way, in the scripture. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? And he shall bruise your head, talking about the serpent. You know, the devil, he's called the dragon. He's called, the, he's called a snake, amen. Even though he took of the body of a snake, he indwelt the body of, of a snake. Uh, he, he is the serpent of old, the Bible says. And it says, and he, uh, it says, and he shall bruise your head and, and, he, and you shall bruise his heel. And I like another translation that says that, that Jesus, and he is talking about Jesus, Jesus will crush the head of the devil. That's awesome. Because the devil hates you, hates me, hates mankind. Why does the devil hate us so much? Because we are made in the image of God. When you look in the mirror today, you're looking at God. 
God. Amen? In other words, God is in you. You're looking at an image of God. We are made in his image. I like what one person that walked in miracles, his name was John G. Lake, and he, he did great miracles in the early 30s, and he had a great healing uh, uh, ministry in Spokane, Washington, and he taught people how to lay hands on the sick, and, and, he would, and they would pray, and Spokane, Washington became one of the healthiest nation, uh, cities in, the world, in, in this nation. And, uh, but he would look in the mirror and he would say, God lives big in you. Say that, God lives big, God lives big in, me. in me. In Isaiah 7, 14, it says this way, because, because we know this, and you have to believe this, that Mary was a virgin. Amen, Amen. do you believe that? Some will try to say, no, she, no the, the scripture says young woman. No, no, it's virgin. And it says in Genesis uh, 3, uh, or 7, 14, it says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign this is a prophetic word. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and he shall call his name Emmanuel. I love that. I love the name of Emmanuel. What does that mean? I'm telling you, when I'm going through problems and going through issues, anybody ever go through them? I want to know that God is with me. I want to know that he is Emmanuel. God, somebody say, God is with me. I'm going to get you preaching today. I'm, going to, I'm telling you that faith is activated by our words. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And we need to start confessing some things. We need to start speaking the promises of God's word. So, so it says in Isaiah 14, I love this and I, I can't pass this up and, you know, I could because, you know, I have a lot of scripture here, but Isaiah 9 Six through seven. I love this. You've probably seen this on Christmas cards, but I love this. This is about Jesus, a prophetic word about Jesus. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. And the government will be upon his shoulders. Amen on Can somebody say amen on that? Because yeah. I don't know about you, but I like righteous government. You know, a lot of problems with a lot of these nations that are poor and struggling. They don't have problems with, with the resources in their country. They're, they're wealthy. They have wealthy resources. What they normally have problems with is corrupt government. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And corrupt government takes all the money. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But thank God, you know, our government's not perfect, but thank God it, it, it's based on, on a good system, thank the Lord. Thank God there were Christian people that put, put our government together, thank God. Thank God it, it's biblically based. Can I get an amen in here? I'm glad I live in America. My God, you could have you grown up with, with, under tyranny and, and we could be in a, in a house church underground right now. You should be thankful, glory to God. I'm thankful for this building. I'm thankful for the landscaping they did out there that I didn't have to do. I think, glory to God. I'm, thank, I'm thankful for the trees and everything that's set up that I didn't have to try to get set up. Amen? Thank God. I'll tell you, we need, I'll tell you, we need to start being a little bit more thankful. And when we start being thankful about the goodness of God in our life, it's going to expand our capacity to receive. Do you believe that today? So he says here, and the government will be upon his shoulder... And his name will be called Wonderful. 
And when you study that word wonderful, you really study it out. Really, Jesus is the God of wonders. In other words, Jesus wants to do some wonders in your life. I love it when Jesus came on the scene. He, I'm telling you, you cannot meet Jesus and not change. I mean, Jesus changed things. He, he messed up good funerals. Are you listening to that? He raised the dead at a funeral. I mean, he messed up good funerals. Amen. He didn't allow the dead to die. He raised them up. He didn't allow the sick to stay sick. He raised them up. He'd get them raised up. He didn't allow a wedding to go dry and have no wine. No, he, he, he created some wine. I'm telling you, can somebody say amen on that? Amen. Glory, I'm not telling you to go out and get sloshed tonight or anything, but amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some people say, well, that was not fermented wine. I don't know, but it was probably the Welcher's great juice of the day. You know, Welcher's is great juice. It's not fermented. How many people like Welcher's? Okay, we won't. Praise God. Amen. So, so we're talking about here that, that his name is wonderful. I love this counselor. I'm telling you, he's a mighty counselor, isn't he? Thank God he counseled you today to be in church today. Amen. He gives us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit counsels us. Uh, it also says he's a mighty God. Mighty God. There's no God like our God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. You know, Jesus, you know, sometimes people say, well, Jesus uh, came to give peace to this world. The, there's no scripture in the Bible that says he came to bring peace to the world. Boy, it's quiet in this Methodist church today. There's no, no, he said peace on earth and goodwill towards men. He said peace on earth, but, but, but Jesus, there's no really scripture that says that he's going to bring peace until Jesus, until Jesus comes and sets up his earthly kingdom down here. Peace is not going to reign on this earth. It's going to reign in men's hearts. If you have Jesus sitting on the throne of your heart, you should have the Prince of Peace sitting on the throne of your heart. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. But he said, be of good fear. No, he didn't say that. He said, be of good... That was, that was a reverse track. Be of good cheer. Because why? Because Jesus has overcome the world. I like that. The world. And we can overcome this world. I'm looking at overcomers today. I'm telling you, we are overcomers because of Jesus. The Bible says our faith causes us to be triumphant in Christ. Does anybody have any faith in here? You do because you showed up today, glory to God. It takes faith to make it to church, glory to God. And so he should be called a prince of peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order and establish and with judgment and justice from the time forward and, and forever. The, I love this part right here. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I love that. In other words, God, he has power in himself to perform whatever he's going to do. I'm telling you, if he can't, you know, he works through us, but if, 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 you don't, if you don't obey him, he's going to find somebody else. Hello. If you don't obey him, he's going to find somebody to move through 
And work through what? Because he's going to bless mankind through us. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so Jesus came and I got about three messages this morning. Is that all right? Can we hang out for a few minutes? Oh man, it's quiet in here. Uh, first, Jesus came, and I'm going to talk about three keys here. Jesus came to save us, amen? He came to save mankind. I love what it says in John 3, 16. I give the scripture quite often. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world but that, uh, but that the world through him might be saved. And I like that because, you know, you have, not only do you have the gift of eternal life this morning if you have Jesus in your heart but you have the gift of no condemnation Amen. what does that mean pastor that means listen you may have a past you may have done some bad things in your past you may have done some bad things last week but if you go to John 1 9 and ask God to forgive you of your sins he is righteous and just to forgive you and cleanse you from some unright all unrighteousness thank you for helping me preach from all, all, all unrighteousness. In other words, you need to let go of your past. You need to let go of those mistakes. A spirit of condemnation will, will always dwarf your faith. We can't allow condemnation to be in our lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? No, no, we, no, listen, you have the blood of Jesus working for you. And that blood is constantly cleansing you from some, no, from all unrighteousness. I love what it says in John 10, 10. Jesus did not come to give us religion. Some people say, oh, yeah, Christianity is a religion. It's one of the relig top religions of the world. Yeah, but, but Christianity is really not a religion. Even though it's classified that way, it's really a relationship. You know, you know, Christianity is truly a relationship with God Almighty through his son, Jesus. It's a relationship. It's not joining a church, amen, and joining a church is good. It's not doing good works, and doing good works is good. It's having a relationship based on Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so I love this because it says here uh, that the thief, in John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy, but I have come that you may have life. Jesus came that we may have life, and that we may have it more abundantly. Jesus actually said this. This is in red. Jesus said, I didn't come to establish a religion. I didn't come to establish a set of rules to live by. No, I came to, to give you life. We have life today, amen? We have eternal life abiding on the inside of us. We have, you know, in that life, you know, in Romans 8, it says that it's the, the law of life in Christ Jesus. And I love that because it sets you free from the law of sin and death. You know, the law of sin and death is in this world. And you know, we, as Christians, you can partake of it. Not for me today. How do you partake of the law of sin and death? Start speaking some stuff out of your mouth. Start sowing some bad stuff. And you start walking in sin and death. I, I'm not going to walk in it. Start sowing some good stuff. Start, start being the light of the world. So men can see your good works and what? Glorify God who is in heaven. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I love what Romans 6.23 says. It says, for the wages of sin is death. 
But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I like what the Amplified says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God, that is his remarkable, overwhelming gift of grace to believers is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's awesome. You need to get excited about your salvation. You need to get excited that God, you listen, you, you thought you chose God, but you didn't choose God. He chose you. Oh, can I say that again? Man, that's powerful. That's powerful. If you just came out here just, just for that statement alone, it was worth coming out to church. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In other words, you, you, you think you were smart enough to choose God. No, God chose you. He picked you. He called you. What? To bear good fruit for him. He chose you. He knew he, knew he was getting a mess up when he got you. He knew the mistakes you were going to make when he picked you. He already knew how many mistakes you were going to make. Don't be beating yourself up on those mistakes. You have a no condemnation. Somebody say no condemnation in Christ Jesus. That's Romans 8. And so, and so he knew what he was getting. He chose you out of this world what? to be a light for him. Glory to God. Amen. The second reason why he came was to, to, to indwell us. You know, God wants to indwell the believer by the Holy Spirit. And it says here that, you know, it says, nevertheless, this is John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking. It is your advantage that I go away because he was about ready to go to the cross. He was talking to the disciples and us. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Jesus came so that not only can he pay for our sins, glory to God, hallelujah, we're not, we're not just saved sinners. You know, that sounds like I'm a saved sinner. No, no, you're more than just a saved sinner. No, you're a redeemed person. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You're not just a saved sinner. You're a redeemed one. Somebody say, I'm a redeemed one. Some, somebody might say, I'm just a saved sinner. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, you were a sinner. You're saved by grace. Now you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's why Jesus called... Man, That's why Jesus became sin on the cross. He didn't sin. He, he became sin so that he took on the nature of sin so we can take on the nature of Jesus. Woo! Man, I'm preaching myself happy this morning. Glory to God. Are you listening? Somebody say, I have the nature of Jesus on the inside of me. John 14, 16, 18 says, I pray that the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Woo! The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you, and I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. So Jesus is saying this. He's saying that I'm going to the Father. This is awesome. But he's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit to abide in each one of us. To get you to hop around a little bit. Woo! Glory to God. 
Am I talking to a live church today or a dead church today? I'm trying to revive some people today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is so good. And number three, I love this, what Jesus came to do. You know, he came to save us. He came to, to die on the cross so we could send the Holy Spirit to abide in us. Amen. Glory to God. But not only that, hallelujah, he came to destroy the works of the evil one. Did you know that he came to destroy the works of the evil one? In 1 John 3, 8, it says here, uh, this is the Amplified, and um, this is the, the end part of it. Well, I can read the whole thing. It says, but he who commits sin, who practices evil doing, is of the devil, takes his character from the evil one. For the devil has sinned, violating the divine law from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was made manifest, visible, was to undo, destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works of the devil. Think about that. What are the works of the devil? We already know what the works are. It's anything bad. Can I say it again? It's sickness. That's a work of the devil. How do you know that? Because Jesus went around healing people, and he went around, he, he reversed the curse. And the Bible says how Jesus in Acts 10-8 was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. And how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So sickness, Jesus came to undo sickness in our life. Jesus came to undo bondage in our life. Jesus came to undo anything that will hurt us in our... Are you listening to me today? Or have you gone home? He came to destroy the works... I love Colossians 2.15... It, 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 this is talking about Jesus. Uh, it says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. This is talking about Jesus. It's when he went to the cross and he went to hell, and, and, they, and they thought they had him when he was in hell, but what he did was he turned on the light and they scattered. I'm talking about the demonic strongholds that tried to keep Jesus. They tried to keep Jesus down there, but they couldn't keep him down there. Why? Because, Je because, because God Almighty gave Jesus the name that's above every name. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Are you listening to what I'm saying? We have to bow to the name of Jesus. We know the devils are scared of Jesus because every time he would walk in, sometimes he would walk in a church and somebody would be full of the devil in the church. What? There are people were full of the devil in the, in the synagogues? Yeah. And they say, Jesus, did you come to torment us before the time? And they were scared of Jesus. And I'm going to say this, devils should be scared of you. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So let me just, let me, let me give you my second part of my message today. Talking about walking in the miracles. Zachariah and Elizabeth had a miracle. And, uh, and this is awesome. In Luke 1, 5 through 20, it says, There was a day's inherit the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias in the division of Abijah. His, his wife was the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both, I love this, they were both righteous before God, walking in all commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child. I love that because that, that tells me sometimes we may see a little curse in our life or there might be some things happening that's not right, but, I, but it's not always because we're doing something wrong. 
Just because there might be a little curse in your life, a, a, a little bit of sickness here, doesn't mean that you open the door to it. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org. Starting January 2020th, our broadcast will air on Saturdays at 8.30 a.m. God bless and we'll see you next week.